Hear now the words of the witches. The secrets we hid in the 90s and aughts. Vintage TV is invoked here. The great work of magic is sought. Bring us your powers, you sisters three. Wait, 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 wait. Are we doing witchcraft? No, bitch, it's a podcast about charm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Yujun Zulu. Hello, I'm Nick Probst. And this is... The Podcast of Shadows. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling magical. I'm feeling magical. I, I have my coffee. You know, I've been prancing around the city. Oh, prancing around the city. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I've just, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been working out. Well, actually, I'm not working out. You're working out. Well, I'm trying to. Well, today my plan was to wake up early and then work out before recording podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I, I took my pre-workout and then I didn't. So um, I'm just kind of vibrating, um, but then I'll, I'll 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 take some more pre workout after we record, and then hopefully actually work out. So what is wait? Okay, can you explain to me what pre workout is? Because I'm one of those like old school people. Like oh yeah, I just go and work out. Like that's it. That's yeah. my pre workout. Mm-hmm. Well, for motivation is a big issue for me. So this gives me the energy to like just get started. And then it gives me, so like I can work out for over an hour if I take a pre-workout because I have like an energy boost and a focus Mm -hmm. boost. And it also has something in it that makes you kind of like heat up a Mm -hmm. little bit. It's like a thermal factor to it. So you kind of sweat more and uh, it's a little more productive that way. So it just is a way of like mm, kicking them into the next gear a little bit. Cause I've done plenty of workouts without taking Mm -hmm. a pre-workout, but now that's, now I work out only after taking a pre-workout just because I feel like I get more out of it. Um, yeah. yeah. So, but I've been, I've been working out in the afternoons and I'm trying to transition to working in the mm. mornings and it's tough. It's rough. Here's the thing with working out. If you do it in the morning, you got to do it. Like you wake up and you go like, don't even, I mean, yeah. breakfast is good to have if you can do it, but like, don't even stop there because you'll get bogged mm-hmm. down. You'll start looking at your phone. Like you just totally. got to get up, mm-hmm. get moving, get to the gym and sweat it out. And then once you're done, then you eat because it's better to eat after you work out anyway. It's bad to eat before. Yeah, totally, totally. Also, what I find is um, if you sleep in your workout clothes, then you have less to do and you can just like put the shoes on and go because it's like you're going to sleep in a t-shirt and Uh shorts anyway or maybe not I don't know some people do their own thing (laughs) I do when it's like colder outside so for sure yeah no I mean summer's coming and with summer comes the beach any fun plans this uh this uh (sighs) yes and it's exactly why I've been trying to kick my butt into working out and dieting again because actually I'm going in July for a full week to Fire Island Pines. The Island of Fire. Uh Uh-huh, the Island of Fire. Hellfire, because it's gay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, I can't fucking wait, because it's going to be so super fun. And so, yes, body positivity, et cetera, et cetera, but I just don't want to have to worry about it. So I'm trying to work out now so that when I'm there, I won't have to panic and worry about what I look like. So I'm just doing what I can to feel like... (laughs) I'm active and healthy and positive so that I cannot worry about myself. <laughs> that is true. Um, I think the best thing that I love about Fire Island is that no matter how like self-conscious you get, like after a couple like vodka, whatever the hell they put in that punch, you just feel great. Yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. And last year was my first time ever going. I only went for like three days last year, two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in like perfect shape mm-hmm. and I was worried about it. But then when I was there, mm-hmm. I was with my friends and it was just fun and nobody and if somebody else is gonna like be shitty to you for how you look they are the jerk yeah don't ever let somebody make you feel bad for that so yeah it's it's like a tough balancing thing because no matter what you should go and try to have fun but if you also want to like work out ahead of time great do that do you Exactly. And I also kind of feel like once you get to Far Island, if you're in the right house and they have some like high heels, like you put those things on Uh and who the fuck, sorry, I don't swear. No, actually I do. Who the fuck cares (laughs) what you look like? As long as you can sport those like six inch heels with the ruby 
like mm-hmm. jewels on them and then you just realize that like oh. everything's right in the world mm-hmm. the sexiest thing you can wear mm-hmm. is confidence <laughs> <laughs> and that's just something for me your mom oh my god well i i'm gonna through hell or high water i'm gonna try and swing by this weekend of um fun that you're having well week Mm-hmm. This week, I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah. do a day. I'm gonna do a drive by drunken, <laughs> not shooting a drive by mm-hmm. drunken. I don't believe in guns. Yeah, the only uh, shots I'm taking are shots. Yes, and I don't do those either. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, um, this is this is actually really um, this is. I'm so glad that we're talking about this because I, I think that like the the main main of this conversation is self confidence. And um, this week's episode is about self-confidence. Yeah, I think in a big way. Because we have that girl who's like really doubting herself and ends up falling into something maybe a little evil. Yeah. Because she didn't have confidence in her own abilities. I know. And like, here's the thing. Like, sometimes you think that there's something wrong in your life and you you throw that onto other people. Like, you you think your parents are terrible. You think your mom's Mm -hmm. terrible. You may think that your friends that you've had for a long time are terrible because they're just not right. But actually what mm-hmm. you have to realize, and I, I hope that this helps lift people up, is that the problem is not with like you or the world. It's just with the way that you look at your own world. Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And and like, um, I mean, I guess like the biggest moral of this, not, not the moral, but the big, the great vein is like this girl, there's a teenage witch and she's all angsty. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, high school is a real tough time. Yeah. But I have a I have a little message for all the young people out there. Yeah. And we're all young, no matter what age you are. But if you're really young, mm-hmm. like, dear God, high school is not the worst part of your life. Many bad and terrible things will happen no. to you. So if you think your life is terrible mm-hmm. now, just to wait and see what the, you know, the pot's been cooking. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and on on the other side of that, is it like as bad as it can be? Don't let it bog you down because a lot of better things can happen too. Yeah, after like the it gets better campaign. It's like this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So on on the note that like life will get better, we're gonna go into this podcast and just say that it keeps getting better, guys. Mm-hmm. Hang in there. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Well, hello, Nick. Oh, Nick. Oh, hello, me, John. Yes. Oh, yeah. A nip uh, in the in the Zencaster today. <laughs> I love it's just, it. You just keep changing, you know, growing and changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> well, um, so in the words of my uh, self affirmation book today, uh, every adventure is worthwhile, oh. though. I am not sure if today's adventure was worth it for the young lady. Yeah. I don't even know what her name Aviva. Aviva. Aviva, which is like, okay, girl. <laughs> um, and, you know, coming from Rockland County, which is a, uh, a place with, with a lot of Jewish people, I've known many Avivas, and this one is the worst. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a fairly popular name in uh, New York. Uh, at least. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, I had, I've never heard that name before. Okay. And, and that's why I was like Aviva. And I was like, girl, that's so fancy. You're not a fancy lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a popular like East coast name. So it doesn't really make sense as to why this girl in oh. San Francisco has it. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I don't find it particularly I fancy. I just find it like very like Rockland you know oh okay sure yeah yeah huh. but rockin's a fancy place not i'm not okay I'm not cool putting it out. i'm just saying like there are a lot of avivas out there uh-huh i'm wondering if she kind of like chose that name or something because she seems very like uh, transient between identities like i think she's kind of trying to be goth she's trying to be kind of grungy so i was like maybe this is the kind of girl who is picking a name and she's like don't call me rebecca anymore i'm a now. <laughs> something like that <laughs> that's like the vibe i got from her with her like slicked back hair and everything yeah very much so you know what it could also just be like <laughs> the magic of tv where they're like okay we need to approximate a teenager okay we're not <laughs> we're not really, we don't really understand goth and we don't really understand grunge so we're just gonna put it all together and see what happens 
I think that's probably pretty accurate. I love that the phrasing of that. We need to approximate yeah. a teenager. <laughs> um, yeah, but she is kind of like, she's too dark for my own liking. Like, it's just, it felt like, it felt like very like, I'm an angsty teenager yeah. and like, everything's wrong. Yeah. And I mean, sure, if your mom is addicted to drugs and she's in rehab, like, that is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. You know, I feel like I'd be such a well-adjusted, damaged kid. I'd be like, yeah, my mom sucks right now. Um, thanks mm-hmm. for letting me stay Auntie Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thank you, Aunt Jackie. Seriously. I And this is something that I always am bothered by. It's like when teens are going through a rough time. I mean, it's very accurate, sure. Maybe mm-hmm. my anger is less with media and more with teenagers in general. Because mm-hmm. it's like somebody is taking you in is much more stable and is giving you a home. And all you're going to do is defend viciously defend your like shitty parent. I hate that. Oh yeah. But I guess that's pretty true to life. I don't know. I feel like if you're very aware that your parent is addicted to drugs and Mm -hmm. you know, is in rehab, you're not like, Hey, it's not her fault. She's sick. It's like, no, it is her fault. She is addicted. And um, she needs to get a hold of that. Mm-hmm. P- partially, she like is very progressive in the sense where she's saying like she's sick from her addiction, which yes. like is like yeah, it's yes. true that it's like yeah, she it's an illness and should be treated like an illness for sure mm-hmm. for yeah. her to like get help. But at the same time, man, you gotta still hold addicts accountable for their behavior in a way. You know, it's like I'm sure yeah. she did things. Her mom did things that she didn't mean to, but it's like mm-hmm. from a Viva's perspective, it's like you are no longer allowed to be around your mother. You need Mm. to make sure that you're holding your mother accountable because it's like, yeah, she failed in a way. I mean, she let you down somehow. You have to stay with your Aunt Jackie. You got to be real about this. You got to be at least grateful to Aunt Jackie. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I just, I I totally agree. I think it is an illness. It is true. But she should be like, I really wish that mom would get it together. Like, I really Mm -hmm. wish that mom would just, you know, take it day by day get on her sobriety track, get her life together. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, she doesn't necessarily need a partner or she might not be ready for one, but like fall in love again in a supportive relationship mm-hmm. that like, you know, helps her maintain her sobriety, you know, like all of these things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, but, but all we see is, is her say like, mom is great. You're being mean to her. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really, really rough. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so to, 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 at the start of the episode, we know none of this, but we are very aware that there's a terrible, gothy, question, questionably gothy girl. And she mm-hmm. says, come to me, Callie, which is kind of like... I, <laughs> Speaking of names, um, it's kind of... I invoke Callie. <laughs> I know, but that's kind of what I tell myself all the time, like during the winter. I'm like, come to me, California, where it's warm. Um, unfortunately california never comes and i'm still a struggling actor in new york city but um Mm -hmm. you know i like to imagine that one day i'll say come to me callie in the mirror and something warm will pop up (laughs) (laughs) we can only hope yeah and um i actually didn't look up this demon to see if it existed but it probably doesn't um but um it's it's very confusing because if a being appeared to you in a mirror, right? Mm-hmm. And it started talking to you and telling you that you could be a witch. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'd trust it because it just popped out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that like that's already feels a little dark, mm-hmm. you know? But I guess, I mean, in the situation she's in, Aviva, mm-hmm. I guess she's willing to listen to anything, mm-hmm. probably looking for more role models. So she's going to, she's going to listen to somebody coming through the mirror. Oh, uh, here's a little interesting tidbit. Um, so apparently Callie um, is not a woman as they depict her in the TV show. But if this is, if this is the mm-hmm. source of what they're using, which is probably it, um, it, Callie is a demon from the Hindu religion um, cause they were very like into sourcing these demons from like, you know, texts, like every demon kind of has a backstory and you can kind mm. of Google it kind of like the Chinese one that they did a couple episodes ago. Um, right. so Kali cool. is the final avatar of Vishnu. I don't, I can't really get into Hindu culture cause it's, there are many layers of it, but I guess it's like a version of Vishnu. Mm. Um, and, mm. um, 
like the god Vishnu has like many different forms. And I guess like in his 10th and final avatar, he's uh, uh, this evil god. And so Kali is portrayed as a demon and the source of all evil. Now, if, uh, if someone appeared to me in the mirror and said that their name was Kali, and they're like <laughs> almost like a goddess or whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, oh my God, this must have happened to someone else. Maybe I should go to a library and look up Callie. And mm. then I would find out that they were the source <laughs> of only one run by the hills. Gosh, what if she did do that? She looked it up and, and, and saw that she was evil and was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Like what if she what if she knows that and is okay? I with mean, it? then that's that that that's like more sign that her gothiness is actually like you know it's like it's like she it's not like she went from like precocious teenager to like evil witch. She literally was evil, and then uh-huh. she got powers, and you know that's what came out. You know, some people say you know nature versus yeah, nurture. Or like you know, were they were they born mm-hmm. evil or were they made evil by their circumstances? And I think this is one of those mm. things. She's like, oh, evil found me. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think she's a bad person. I just think it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, I just it's very it's it's very confusing. But I just I thought that that was that was weird too. It's like oh, this thing's appearing to you in the mirror, and then um, you just listen mm-hmm. to it. Like I don't like I want to be I want to be grounded in reality. Like mm-hmm. something appeared to me in the mirror. What the hell's going on? Yeah, that'd problem? be majorly freaky. So just just a note for the wise or or. I, a note. It's not even a note for, it's not why. It has nothing to do with people's intelligence. Just a note. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Callie is promising <laughs> this girl some powers, and we don't really know what they are, I guess. Just that she's there. And then we immediately jump to a fabulous shot of Brian Krause's butt as he's fixing the uh, fireplace. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness we're finally getting some Leo time, and it's the kind of Leo time that we all crave. <laughs> Some shots. Some yeah. shots of them. You know, moves. here's the thing. So in the nineties, the I don't know if it's the writers or the um the cinematographer. I don't know I don't know who to blame this on or give credit to. I don't really I don't I don't know if blame is even the right word. But it, for some reason, the people mm-hmm. who are writing the script for this TV show seem to think that all women care about are men's butts. And I find this like Yeah to be true but also not true like i know that women like a good butt from a man um in general ah, this this mm-hmm. is where we need to like phone a friend um i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna t- i'm gonna text my friend uh <laughs> and see if we get an answer but like there are multiple times where they're staring at this guy's butt as he walks away but in the 90s men's jeans were very baggy so i don't think that you could really see the butt you know like yeah. unless he was wearing shorts yeah, I mean, and especially for straight men, because, like, they're always wearing fucking boot cut or, or like, straight leg, and that is not going to, you know, feature your best assets, if you will. Like, we need a skinnier leg. We need something that hugs, you know, low rise. Yeah, and I just, that's that's why I'm like, I'm like, they keep, like, like doubling down on this, like, oh my God, Phoebe saw this guy's butt and it's really hot. And Piper's like, literally can't do her work or read her book. I don't know what she's doing. She's sitting on the couch and she's like, oh my God, look at Leo's butt. And she's like, she turns her head, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I almost feel like this is a, a man writing what he thinks that women think about. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he's like, oh, look at that butt, you know, like, but I don't, (laughs) I mean, I feel like, like what about the shoulders, you know, or right? Um, but that—that's the only part they talk about for so much of the time. You know, like the male gaze versus the female gaze. Like, what about his lips? You know, as he's talking, mm-hmm. um, or the neck. You know, like a nice thick neck. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, there's just so many other body parts, but I think that they really like butts on this show. I guess so. At least, at least the writers do, yeah. and they're directing it all that way. <laughs> I know, and that makes you think that, like, man, if they were this nuts for butts back then, now nowadays when jeans are tighter, oh god, they must be losing their minds every day. Oh my god! Now. Like, how how do women work? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I 
I'll never know. I am happy to see a man being objectified on this TV show. I'm all for that. Yeah. I mean, because I think the women are all the time. So why not? Yeah. Equal opportunity objectification. Totally. And I, I think I think it like it levels the playing field as long as everyone is like being respectful to that isn't isn't doing it to victimize anyone in a way (laughs) because then i think you know because so much of the time when it's men objectifying women it debases them to only their physical attributes yeah but you know when women do it to men i think we got something to learn there because they are so much more like playful with it and nice with it so if we can start being a little bit more like that i think everybody'd be a lot happier that's true that's true i love women Mm -hmm. let's uh yeah, they're great. Let's learn from them every day. Every day, every day. Um, yeah. So we so we've we've covered <laughs> Leo's butt and angry teenagers. <laughs> you know the two great things in this world. Yeah. Um, okay. But I guess the the main plot line, as as it is so far, is that uh, um, uh, the cat's missing, and yeah. um, like any handyman that works in your house, Leo agrees to put up flyers. For a missing cat. I mean, like, this is... People just... He, I mean, obviously, he's, uh, you know, he likes them, and he wants to spend a lot of time with them, so I guess that's why. But, like, no handyman's going to start putting up flyers for your lost cat. Like, it's a, it's kind of like yeah, a one-and-done situation. Yeah, that, that's pretty extra for something like that. Like, he's going above and beyond. Like, there's definitely a little something deeper there because no normal person's going to help out like that. No normal handyman. Yeah, I mean, but also, like, I love how they're not, they don't even treat him like one. Like, they literally bring him, like, uh, what is she? Oh, she's making, Piper makes him, like, a cinnamon bun, which, mm, love those, um, and, mm-hmm. and milk. And it's, again, like, I guess in the 90s, um, I guess I, it's so funny to see how food changes, but in the nineties, like people mm-hmm. are literally given snacks that like would like put you out for like half a day. Like if you, once you finish, <laughs> once you finish the milk and the whole cinnamon bun, like you're not hungry. So like, why would you make these like mm-hmm. large, it's like, it's like the cheeseburger situation when she's in the hospital. Like that's a, th- that's a meal, you know, like if you're recovering and you're like not well, like a big meal that's like over like 2000 calories it's just it's not always feasible no it it would ruin you yeah but this is what they give them you know she's like oh you're <laughs> you're like you're uh you know getting on a ladder and like you know like like suspended in air for like half the day here's something that's going to make you drowsy so that you don't fall off the ladder <laughs> Oh, but I love how um, now that Phoebe's going after Leo, um, like Prue very like brings up that old Roger situation, um, which didn't yeah. which didn't make sense, but now it does because and oh, in a terrible way too. Like I'm really pissed off that they keep on bringing up that Phoebe tries to steal her sister's boyfriends, but um, she's like she's oh, yeah. like she's like look, I never kissed Roger, and she's like Phoebe. The only reason why you're interested in him is because. Piper likes him. So are you telling me that like when Roger was around, Phoebe would just be like, Oh, hi, Roger. How are you? Can I bring you like, (laughs) can I bring you a cup of coffee? Like basically fawning over him. And then Mm -hmm. like Prue doesn't, and then Phoebe doesn't understand why her sister was mad. Like that, that that, like level of delusion to me is just like, I'd be like, I would want to speak to my sister after that. Right, because it's like, Phoebe, the problem isn't whether you kissed him or not. It's everything you did any time you interacted with him. Like, it was too much. It was too far. It was disrespectful. That's the problem. Yeah. And I mean, have you ever had this problem? I did have a friend once who, like, basically would always get the guy when we went out. And, like, we'd mm. always... He was, he was, like, the funniest. And um, he uh, he was really funny. Um, like, kind of, mm-hmm. like he was like universally appealing. Like, like he just had, he had a lot going for him and he was very smart. Um, and, uh, you know, he just kind of like, even in a, cause I'm, I guess I'm really tall. So like sometimes I literally can't hear people in a loud club cause I have to bend over and it's just like too much. Um, no. but he was like yeah. the perfect height. He's like neither tall nor short. So he could literally speak to everybody. And he would always just get in there in that conversation and then just go home. You know, like we'd be out until we'd be out uh, until four. He'd be gone by two a.m. or you know, 
Uh-huh. And, you know, the rest <laughs> of us would just be left there. And I feel like, you know, after a while, I just couldn't go out with him anymore. Yeah. Well, players got to play. <laughs> Sounds like he knew the game pretty well. <laughs> but like, I think it was just out of practicality. I was like, look, I can't keep going out with this guy because we'll like put in work as a group. And then he like scoops up and leaves. And then you're left with like whatever's left. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, I just need to, I need to go out with a group where we either like all go after different people or we um, are just hanging out as us. Yeah. But like this constant competition gets old. I hear you. That would, yeah, because it kind of makes it like kind of a bummer. So in that way, I guess I get the sister's frustration because it's like Phoebe can just turn it on and men love her. Uh So it's like, girl, put up some boundaries for yourself. Respect your sisters. And they get to that later when Prue, later in the episode, is like, Phoebe, Mm -hmm. stop. You're only doing Mm -hmm. this for one reason. And it's it's the (laughs) wrong reason. (laughs) So find your own man. I mean, it doesn't do much good. She, I mean, this this P- Piper versus Phoebe thing goes on for like three or four more episodes. So like, like, yeah, she true. does not listen. But I do think it, I do think mm-hmm. it's funny that they uh, they literally have a come to an agreement that they're going to fight over him. And I feel like this solves nothing. <laughs> this is a terrible. This is a you know like. Like, why are you giving this as an example of how sisters interact? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just vicious and cruel. And I mean, it's catty. And I feel yeah. like they're writing like a catty storyline for the sisters. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not progressive because it's it's just having your female leads fight over a man. Like, it doesn't pass yeah. the test. <laughs> this is this is the anti-Frozen narrative. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. Or I, I, I think it's ma- mansplaining sisterly relationships. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But as we're taken in the wrong direction for feminism, um, <laughs> we are then taken to a wonderful scene of very slow acting between Aviva and Auntie Jackie. Mm-hmm. Um, because... Uh, Wait, has Aviva burned down all the posters? Anyway, so Leo goes looking for the cat. Aviva burns down all the posters because she now has a magical fire trick. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, we go back to the room and Aviva is talking to Callie or maybe she just finishes talking to Callie and um, Auntie Jackie bursts into her room. She's surrounded by dark candles, which I would be very <laughs> afraid of. Like some of this yeah. stuff is like so heavy handed. Like if, if my teenage daughter, cousin's daughter or like niece, whatever, I walk into the room, they're surrounded by black candles. I'd be like, girl, what you do with this black magic? Mm-hmm. I would ask some f- questions. <laughs> I think Aunt Jackie is right to be a little suspicious. Yeah. But it's like, it's so slow. Aunt Jackie mm-hmm. walks in. She says like, Av-, and they, they, their lines are literally like one word at a time. It's like Aviva. Auntie Jackie, like, what are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? Everything that Auntie Jackie says, she flips around. She's like, she's like, um, are you okay? Like, why do you care? And then she's mm-hmm. like, um, and then she's like, have you heard from my mom? She's like, no, your mom's in rehab. And she's like, she's like, why are you saying that? Like, it's her fault. She's sick. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, it's like Aviva is like combative with like pausing and then like uh, just like shady looks both like left and right (laughs) and i'm like this is the slowest goddamn scene i've seen ever (laughs) like they're just such Mm -hmm. they're in such a fight Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's so tense i mean she really nails the angstiness for sure but there's just like so much of it that I'm willing to take. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of like the equivalent of that episode where, like, the woman was on the verge of tears every moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they gave her one direction and was like, be angry at your aunt. Like, every line. <laughs> Not, and, like, it doesn't even develop. You know, like, I think it could have it could have started slower for me. Like, just like, hi, Auntie Jackie. Mm-hmm. She's like, whoa, these candles. It's like, um, why, why are you looking at my candles? She's like, well, I'm just concerned. I'm like, don't be concerned with me. You know, like, it could have, that could have, you know, like, that, that would have been a slower arc, you know, like, right. A little more, a little more grounded, a little more grounded, but instead it's just like, I'm angry with you. And it's like, I'm a concerned aunt. And, um, mm-hmm. it just, it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so she kicks her aunt out when doesn't try to kill her this time, but Get out of my room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was like a warning to anyone with a teenager, like, do not go into their room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
if you see dark candles, just back I away. I, I really would. I'd be like, girl, you need to go join your mom there because I'm not dealing with any voodoo in my house. <laughs> um. <laughs> I know, right? And it's like, it's so funny too because she, <laughs> just from like, it reminds me of memes I've seen or like videos that like uh, people of color comedians will make about like a white mom reacts like this. And it's like, oh, honey, I don't think you should be talking to mm-hmm. me that way. And they'll be like, uh, 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 a mom of color will react like, are you doing magic in my house? Get the fuck out. <laughs> and like throwing a shoe. And it's like, yeah, Aunt Jackie, you're being very like, I don't think you should be doing this. And it's like, no, your daughter is into some, or your niece is into some evil yeah. shit. You need to scare it out of her. Yeah, I think <laughs> you're right. You're right. Like the, the white woman is like, you see like disaster and you're like, Honey, is there something you want to talk about? And then the black, <laughs> and then the black meme is like, "What the hell is going on in my house? What are you doing? Uh-huh. What like what? <laughs> you're not doing that shit here." <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Maybe this is like my because I mean, so uh, I'm Caribbean, and I feel like Caribbeans are usually like very Christian or like have a very Christian upbringing. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, "Wait, what? Witchcraft? Huh? Do you mm-hmm. what?" Um, yeah so I mean you know maybe people of color take things head on and you know there's strength in that Um, (laughs) but also also listen to people's feelings but not really like be very concerned (laughs) Um, okay well anyway so nothing's resolved between Aviva and her aunt Um, no but we do get we do get to see that uh, Prue is trying to make it work with Andy and then we we have a wonderful, uh, wonderfully stereotypic scene where a man wants to watch an action movie and doesn't seem to understand why his girlfriend is not interested in that. And um, it, the girlfriend uh, wants to watch a black and white romantic movie, um, which I don't think would happen nowadays. I guess nowadays mm-hmm. it would be like a rom-com, but I guess in the 90s, the equivalent of a rom-com was, a, was mm-hmm. like Casablanca. I guess, or, you know, part of it might be that it's just Prue, because Prue is an antique person, you know, or not an antique person, but, you know, because, like, she's, she works at a museum, she, like, is an appraiser Mm -hmm. for antiques, so maybe that's why. She just really loves black and white movies, because she has a love of things from the past. Old things with history. You're right. That's a nice way to look at it, but I guess it's still, like, but he's, but even though she's, like, the super intellectual one, he still is just like, nah, I just want to watch Lethal Weapon 3. I don't understand. I know you. I know you well. I love you. I know all these like little interest. We grew up together, and I want to watch Little Weapon Three with you. Like, what is that? Yeah, and also, also, Prue. Like, who wants to watch a black and white movie on a date night? <laughs> Save it for when you're like committed several I months know, down the and road. And it's funny because I think they're still doing the thing where like they haven't had sex again yet. Um, and um, oh, yeah, or, or maybe they have. I don't know, but they're back together, so maybe they started again. I don't know. It's unclear. Her, it's her prerogative. Um, but it's really mm-hmm. funny because, like, um, he's like, I don't even think he's like, who even cares what what movie we watch? We'll probably not even get to watch it. And she's like, you're pretty confident. He he then backtracks, but also at the same time, um, I don't think he was lying that he wanted to just hook up. Yeah, no, I I think probably, but I mean, but he's like being a good guy about it. I mean, he's being, he's trying to do the date thing and all that because he really does yeah. care for her, I think. Um, but I'm glad he brings that up. He makes the point of like, well, yeah. something always comes up because yeah, Prue, something always comes up and maybe you're not prioritizing Andy uh, the way he would Prioritize your boyfriends, people. <laughs> um, and girlfriends. And yeah. um, they friends because... Um, we live in a we live in a time yes. and place where all genders are welcome. Even yeah, um, mm-hmm. absolutely. And you gotta prioritize them if you're loving on them. Make some time. What did you just say? Oh, if you're loving yeah, on them, if you're loving on them, make some time. Um, <laughs> that is really funny. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I guess this episode is all about like love. I guess because. Um, Piper then, we then cut to Piper's yeah. version of a date outfit, which is so funny because she literally looks like she's in Pleasantville. She <laughs> has a jumper, a little, um, you know, spaghetti strap top, and then a short mini skirt, uh, with some like Mary Jane shoes or whatever. And I'm like, this is your date outfit. 
You know, like mm-hmm. they, just, they dress her like she's like 16. <laughs> she has these bangs, you know, like it's just, it's too young. I know. She's got a hot little bod. She can't show it off if she wants. I mean, she can, but like, I love how it's like, okay, Piper is going to dress sexy. But unlike Phoebe, mm-hmm. who can like walk around in mm-hmm. a spaghetti strap top and whatever she wants, mm-hmm. she's going to wear like a jumper because she's like preppy. <laughs> Yep, and that's, that's who she is now. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so, um, so okay, so Andy and Prue have a date night that's supposed to happen that night. They've, they, they, they care about the cat, but not enough to actually look for it, because, like, literally Prue's like, <laughs> they're like, our cat's missing, we're just going to hang up some posters. Um, Prue's going to try and, like, get a movie to watch with Andy, and um, what's her face? And then uh, Piper's going to mm-hmm. try and like trick Leo into going to watch a movie with her. Um, and and Leo agrees. I love how like Leo's mm-hmm. so ambiguously like, I like all the Hallowell sisters when he's like secretly attracted to Piper. Like he's like, oh, sure. Like I'll go to a movie with you or uh, <laughs> like, he's just like, See, let's all just come. hang out. <laughs> She's like, ah, damn it. Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty clear when someone's like, hey, do you want to go watch a movie? Like, it's not just like hanging out. Right. I would say like, I have enough friends. So if I was like, let's go watch a movie, I would say it and like, oh my God, you know this movie that I'm wanting to see? Like, we should go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're just like, hey, do you want to watch this movie with me? That's like, that's different. The tone's different. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that one much more clearly is like, let's be together. Yeah, let's be together. I hear that. Um, (laughs) Um. but what's so funny is that, like, okay, so then all of this gets interrupted because, like, Andy comes over. Wait, is Andy there yet? And then Aviva bar- barges in with the cat? Yeah, that's right. I mean, it all happens at once. It's, like, kind of a chaotic scene because she comes by right as everybody is kind of converging in that same spot. Oh, yeah, because so, uh, Phoebe comes in, get like, forces herself to be invited to watch the movie. She's like, I'll come, too. And so, like, Piper has is going to go with, like, a third real date with Leo, but she's still excited to hang out with him. Andy comes over to, like, mm-hmm. hang out with Prue. And then Aviva barges in with the cat and will not leave. <laughs> nope. She even says, like, I'm not leaving. I'm like, she wants to be endeared to these people, but she doesn't understand why it's problematic for her to come in there and not agree to leave when she's asked to leave. Yeah. I mean, that's, like, big red flag. Yeah. I was like, I was like girl, you have problems. Like, severe mm-hmm. problems like i don't know i like i it's like it's kind of like with the stalker guy from the other episode that we were that we did i think it was the previous episode it's yeah. like you just don't understand how like no means no like if you want to get to know people bring them back their cat they'll say thank you very much they'll give you a reward you'll be like okay thanks so much mm-hmm. um yeah just like be chill yeah and then just be like hey i just want to let you know that like i think that the the cat kind of liked me because you know i'm a witch (gasps) oh my god you're a witch too i know we should probably keep it a secret but i you know i'm really young and like you know i don't really know what i'm doing and you know i just i would really love to just you know find some other witches yeah that would be so much more that would that would hook Mm -hmm. them in a way that would actually like serve Mm. your ends but she doesn't do that because she's an angsty teen and it's just, she's all emotion, no thought. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm like low-key manipulative because that's how I'd spin it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the smarter move. <laughs> um, don't, don't, don't try and hide from me, people. I know how to weasel my way. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm literally reading, I'm like rewriting a plot line that I think is problematic, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I didn't have to write it in the first place. You're, you're fixing it. Yeah, that's <laughs> and then um oh yeah and i also don't understand why don't their powers work on witches or like i feel like i've seen them throw witches around before mm-hmm. like or is it just the freezing one i guess like she can't not she can't freeze witches but like prue can throw them around right right i guess that's some like I don't know. Yeah, I guess specifically for the freezing one, it's like there's some higher level to it that's like your magic won't work on something because the magic itself knows if somebody's intentions are pure or not. Like Piper may not even know. Yeah, that's a weird thing. But like the, the power itself can tell. If you're like I a mean, good yeah, witch or a bad good. witch or something, right? Yeah, it's not really explored. Yeah, but 
maybe that's it. Yeah, so I, I guess, like, the jury's out on, like, wh- why their powers don't work, why, why, or why Piper's powers specifically don't work on witches. Because, like, I guess, yeah. I guess it's nice that they can freeze the world and just, like, hang out by themselves. Um, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I don't know. I mean, I guess, like, they made that up just so, like, the sisters could hang by themselves without Piper having to think think about it but um it also is just i don't know i was like i was like she could just freeze them why not yeah yeah i mean yeah i guess that's a good way just to prevent her using her powers on her sisters Mm -hmm. and then it just has to extend by logic from there yeah or like i guess also like what's weird is that like i guess her her ability to freeze people also depends on like the level of magic that people have. Cause sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes they can freeze demons and sometimes they can't. Right. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's like the distance thing was part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. When, when the, we're too far away, et cetera. Yeah. Know. Sorry. I'm like, I'm so like deeply wrapped up in chart. I'm like thinking about all the episodes where like the way that they find the demon is they freeze all the humans and then the demon is revealed because they're still yeah. like running around. So it's like, it's like very unclear as to why she can't do it and why she can't. <laughs> yeah, how, how she could even do that. Yeah. If I were to try and explain it, Piper Piper slows down and can speed up molecules or yeah. can speed up time. And I guess that witches exist slightly outside of time or maybe their molecules are moving, moving so fast that even when you slow them down, they're still moving. I don't know. Yeah, the mat- or like something about their magic is just in their atoms. It's in their DNA. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's why it doesn't work. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, so Aviva's insane and won't leave because she's like trying to ingratiate herself by making herself seem more suspicious. And then what's, mm-hmm. what's really funny is that um, the sisters talk about it and um, only Prue is suspicious. Like Piper and Phoebe aren't like, hey, it's kind of weird that, like, some girl just shows up, already knows that we're witches, and has our cat that's been missing. And Bruce's like, mm-hmm. we don't know who she is. Like, where did she come from? And, <laughs> and then they're like, no, but she may, something may be wrong. And then even Callie's like, talk to Phoebe. Like, she's your way in. She's the weak one. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> yeah, you can influence her. And then, like, I'm like, again, like, Shannon Doherty is always the voice of reason. Like, if you just listen to Shannon Doherty, you kill the demon, like, day one. I would be, like, mm-hmm. I would be so quickly being, like, maybe we should listen to you this time, because you usually have the right hunch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's that There's that saying, like, fool me once, my fault. Fool me twice, my fault. I'm, like, these girls get fooled time and time oh, again. Yeah. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because if... If I don't catch on, honey, it's my fault. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, um, of course, even even while they have a suspicious character lurking around, there's still time for the girls to fight over Leo. Like, uh, <laughs> like, like uh, yeah, they, they find yeah, a way. Uh, Piper tells Phoebe that um, she's, that, wait, Piper tells Leo that Phoebe's gay, which um, I'm a little upset about this because... <laughs> Yeah, that's like, that's like not funny. It was, it was never funny, but like back then they thought like, oh, wouldn't this be funny if Piper's motive or Piper's like trick for this was to say that, oh, oh, Phoebe's Yeah, also like, also that like you, like, like that being, that a person being gay is something that you, you like have no clue about. Like you can't tell. We're like just like secretly lurking around and, and uh, no one will notice or pick up on. Because um, it's like, oh, right. you didn't know that she was a lesbian. She goes to a gay and lesbian group because that's what gay people do. Like what? Like what? Do you mean like a gay bar? Because <laughs> for me, like I guess that's my gay and lesbian. I mean, like I, I people go to gay and lesbian groups in like college and like high school. Like Phoebe's an adult, you know. Like mm-hmm. when you're when you're living your life as a gay person, you don't even have time for this type of stuff unless mm-hmm. you're like involved as a you know, a leader or a social organizer or something like that. Totally. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, and at this point in the show, it's just a little disappointing because it's like, they haven't included anybody who's other than like straight 
So for them to like throw it around as like mm-hmm. a, a joke tool, a joke prop, was a little bit like, uh, okay, well, it's the nineties, and this is yeah. Very I mean, visible, it, it just shows you how much fantasy has uh, moved forward because you know nowadays in like uh, in True Blood, you know they're they have a, a multitude of sexualities that are present. Um, yeah. and yeah. even yeah. in that, what's that TV show, Mortal Instruments, where they're like angels and demons? Um, well, I haven't... the narrative itself is just kind of confusing and crazy, but like, there are these people who are like part angel, part human. So they're like angelic. Mm. Um, and, uh, there are also demons. And one of the storylines is that one of the like part angelic people, um, falls in love with, uh, warlock or witch guy. Um, who's he's like a uh, demon warlock uh, witch, whatever. Um, whose name is actually called Bane, which is funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're they they have a whole mm-hmm. love love storyline in the in the in the narrative, and it's uh, you know, so like if Aww. Mortal Instruments is today's version of Charmed, besides the CW version, oh, which also has a queer character. One of the sisters is a lesbian. Or oh, good. Something, That's good to hear. Something like that. Yeah. Um, or one of the sisters has a girlfriend. I don't know if they I don't know if they do a full coming out story or just like they just go into it. Um, yeah. I Here's what I'm going to do. I promise to watch at least one episode just so I can like know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I should too. <laughs> should we just do like should we do yeah. like a detour like we're gonna do one episode about the CW? Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah, after like a certain set amount here or something, we're like we'll touch on that just to like see the difference. Just for reference. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we do have some boots on the ground knowledge from one woman. I'm sorry, I apologize to all women, but um, <laughs> I have some boots on the ground knowledge from a female that I know um, and. She can't speak for all women, but I just want to give an example of a woman's reaction to the idea that, like, you know, all women stare at her men's butts. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they, what this wonderful woman said was, because I have to try, desperately try to keep her identity a secret, <laughs> um, is that I notice when one has a nice one, other than that, I don't pay attention. Mm, okay. So... For everyone to like fixate on butts so often, I think is a bit much, but, but like, as an example, like a woman will notice it, but I don't know how, you know, I don't know if it needs to be like a constant thing. Right, right, right. It's not something that they talk about as frequently as like this episode. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that the, the gaze of the cinematography is definitely like all over men's butts whenever this happens. Like they walk away and they're like, look at that man's butt and those loose jeans. (laughs) Wait, oh wait. Okay, so (laughs) back to the episode. So Aviva and Phoebe become friends. Um, because Aviva's trying to get closer to Phoebe, and Phoebe relates to her because she was kind of a delinquent child uh, who skipped mm-hmm. school and ran off to New York and never went to college for some reason. <laughs> and then, um, so Aviva says that she's like, oh, I like mirrors, and I have a teacher who I don't name. Oh, I love this. They do they do this so often in Charmed. She's like, hey, like, you know, like, let's just, like, go back to your house, and I'll, I'll tell you everything, I promise. And then she doesn't do it. Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like, stop trusting these people. Tell me now. Why can't you tell me right now? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, no, I can't tell you because we're outside. Okay, let's go inside. Okay, I can't tell you yet. And she's like, she's like, Pro- tell me you promise. Like, if someone is not frank with you from the get, get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you, what, newsflash, you won't be able to trust them. You're just letting them in too close. Uh-huh. And they're like, let's go somewhere we can talk. If that somewhere is a room in a closed space with only one door, hell no. Nope. Nope. Hello. People have come after you so often since you got your powers. Stop trusting people. <laughs> you know what I want? You know how like there's like the Cleveland show for Family Guy? Mm-hmm. I want to spin off with like a black charmed sisters. <laughs> yeah, who don't who don't mess around with all this stuff. People getting behind their backs and everything. <laughs> They're just like, oh hell no! Tell me what. Like, <laughs> maybe 
like straight to it. Be like, who are you? What's going on here? I smell something. <laughs> exactly. Oh my god. I really want to watch the DCW and see if they have at least an ounce of that. Just like <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my god. It, I hope so. It'd be so good. Um anyway, so um uh, Aviva, Aviva gets kicked out of the house because Prue comes in and is like, who's this random bitch that like keeps showing up and won't leave? Like, I can't get laid or even kiss my boyfriend because you're barged in and, um, mm-hmm. and you're still here. Um, and then Aviva mm-hmm. like basically tries to kill her aunt. Yeah. Yep. Sets her on fire using her heat powers. Ooh, which isn't Yeah, good. and what's really confusing is Aviva, like, motions, like, get out of my room. And it it's like a motion as if she was using her power. But then almost to make her seem less evil, Callie also makes a motion to burn the aunt. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like she was trying to burn her aunt a little bit. Oh, I'm sure she was, because, like... Her powers, powers like that would probably definitely come from rage and anger. And so she's got to have something, some killing instinct in her when she's mad mm-hmm. like that. But I feel like they're trying to give her an out. Like, oh, like, Aviva's not that bad. But, like, it was really Callie. Yeah, we, we got to see that she maybe is that bad. But also it's that angsty teenager side of her. She's letting <laughs> that rage out. Whoopsie. Oh, my God, which is so funny. And, oh, okay. But here's what's confusing. So Aviva, like, runs the house. She's like, oh, my aunt, like, caught on fire, fell down the stairs. I don't really know what happened. Like, blah, blah, blah. This crazy girl that showed up at your house with your cat, who was missing, wouldn't leave, is constantly showing up at your house. Prue is sniffing out the nastiness. Um, Shows up and says that my aunt Mm -hmm. had a terrible accident. And then they, like, believe her because they're like, yeah, her aunt's in the hospital. I'd be like, she did it to the aunt. Yeah, why is that not the first thing someone says? (laughs) Yeah, and, like... Leo's the white lighter, and I guess, like, the white lighters, like, listen from above. Why does Leo not understand what's going on? Like, I just, I'm like, he he's not even suspicious. Oh, wait, but he's not a, they don't know about him yet, right? No, no, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, then that point was kind of a moot point, because he couldn't warn her. But, right. but still, like, I'm just like, when he'd be like, you're magical too. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's something that's, like, going to endanger their lives. Like, why not say something now? Yeah. It's it's very confusing. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, Prue, finds, Prue goes to visit the aunt, finds out that Aviva had the cat for a couple of days. I'm like, she's crazy. Like, this is when I'd be like, she's crazy. She she hit the cat and yeah. yeah and he's like let me just go check out the room. This is this is one of those moments where it's like in the scary movie where they're like ooh there's something fishy I'm gonna go check it and if this were like the ring this is where the the yeah. the girl who's always wet from the well would like come out and kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm gonna go to the scene of the crime. Like no, <laughs> no. and then yeah. Uh... That's not safe. <laughs> yeah, and what I don't understand is, um, and I, I round it a couple times to try and see what she sees, but she opens Aviva's closet and she sees something in there and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like a dead animal or if it was like black candles, but she sees something and it's like spooky. And then she like, I don't know, but like, I mean, I don't think I needed to see it written in the diary that, like, Aviva was lying to them. I think it was very clear. Right, right. I mean, (laughs) some other way to figure that out, Mm -hmm. for sure. And then Aviva tries to kill Prue, but then Phoebe walks in and gets burned. And still Phoebe's, like, trying to protect her. But that's the point where it's like, uh, okay, this is messed up. What are you doing? You said you weren't feeling well and we're going to go take a nap, which is, like, dumb. Phoebe, why'd you let her do that? And then there she is, like, doing magic, lighting things on fire. So. Yeah, I feel like people management is, like, a skill that these girls just don't have. And it, it makes sense. Phoebe was never, she hasn't really worked in her life. Uh-huh. So she's not, she doesn't have, like, managerial tendencies. I feel like Prue, who's, like, worked in an art, has, like, worked at a museum, would be like, oh, uh, no, 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 can you go over there? Okay, you don't feel well? Lie down on the couch. You don't need to yeah. go upstairs. You're sitting on something you can lie on. Yeah. <laughs> We still barely know you. You've already done a bunch of sp- suspicious stuff. Yeah. Quit walking around my damn house where I have a book of shadows in the attic. Like, no. <laughs> um, so then Callie possesses... Uh, oh, I guess they figure out that it's Callie from, like, the writing, 
which also still doesn't make sense because Callie's supposed to be a male god. But, you know, gender, gender is a construct. That's right. She's at least presenting this way to Aviva. So that's just... Oh, and isn't it funny how, like, Callie appears with, like, a blue watery background, but really Callie exists in fire. And, like, the only switch is, like, the color of the background in Callie's eyes. Like, not even, like, a costume thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, like, low-budget type of effect, for sure. But hey, it shows that she's evil, so all right. (laughs) But I just like, I just kind of feel like they could have done more. Like Callie could have had red hair, like a wig, black skin, Uh you know, red skin, like blood. (laughs) A bit more of a transformation, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's like, oh, look, I'm bad now. I have red eyes. (laughs) (laughs) This is so funny. Anyway, so like Callie comes in and then what's so funny is like, they said that she couldn't exist outside of the mirror because she's trapped, but she can mm-hmm. possess Aviva. Then when they freeze Aviva, she yeah. falls down, but Callie's kind of suspended in air. Right. So I'm like, yeah. then she exists outside the mirror world. Right, right. I mean, yeah, and that's the crazy thing is that, like, I'm curious as to why it took that long for Callie to inhabit Aviva. Cause it's like, if all she had to do was touch the mirror to get inside of her, mm-hmm. why didn't she just do that earlier? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe it was to like be that close to the charmed ones. I guess that's mm-hmm. it. But it's like, if she could have inhabited her anytime, why not just do it from the outset? But then we wouldn't have had a 45 minute episode. So maybe that's why. <laughs> that's true. And I guess, yeah, I mean, I guess, but then she, she wouldn't have been trapped to the mirror world if she could just yeah. people. Yeah, that's true. You're right. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> magic of cinema. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but here we are and that's the way out of it. So, and that plays into the whole like freezing of good things and not bad things. Cause so that's proof that Aviva isn't a bad person. She was just like tricked by an evil, you know, presence. Um, and, and that's what they're able to destroy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, so anyway, so they throw her in the mirror, they crack the mirror, and this is another one of those lovely times where they literally destroy something in their attic, mm-hmm. but in, an, in another couple episodes, I swear you'll see that mirror there. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they break things in their house and in the attic all the time, Yeah, and yeah. everything in there still looks like an antique. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do that, that fixing spell that we never see. <laughs> Well, you know what? I would like to see an episode where they have a fixing spell. Like that would be, that would do a lot for like preserving the, uh, what do they call that? The like continuity of like why everything looks okay. Uh, it would, no, it would enhance my suspension of disbelief. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, that's how they're doing it. That's how everything is put back. Yeah. Yeah. I would appreciate it. Just like, just like one fixeroo and that would make perfect sense to me. I mean, they do it in Harry Potter all the time. You know, yeah, yeah. They like wave their wand and they reconstruct something that's broken. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. So, yeah, magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. So, Aviva was a witch, right? And they can't really. I mean, they can freeze like Wiccan witches, but like the magical ones, they can't. Right. The, the ones who are like real witches, active powers, etc. Yeah. What What I don't understand is that if Aviva was only became a witch because of her interaction with Callie. Mm-hmm. Like, is she really a witch no more? Well, my thing, I what I my theory is that Aviva is a witch and was going to have her powers anyway. But that was part of Kelly's trick. Like, I'm going to grant you powers. It was a way to, like, control her and get her to kind of do her bidding, to get her to trust her and listen to her. It was this promise of powers that she was going to end up with anyway. That's my theory. The show doesn't do anything to, like, confirm it. You're right. Like... We're not really sure if uh, Auntie Jackie's a sister-in-law or a sister. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe she does say she's her sister. But anyway, she could be a witch. She could have inherited from her dad. And that's how Callie, like, sniffs her out. Mm-hmm. But it just seems weird that, like, you know, after Callie's gone, she's like, it's going to be so hard going back to normal life, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but aren't you a witch? Or are you not? Right. It's very up in the air. 
I mean, well, she she loses her powers and she just has to be going back to be a teenager. And this is this is where Phoebe actually says, like, I don't blame you. Being mm-hmm. a teenager is hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt no pity. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we carry on. <laughs> you have to. There's no other way. Um, what's really funny is uh, we really should feel no pity for Aviva because it turns out that Aviva is a uh, bona fide scream queen. Oh, and it says, uh, it, a screen queen is an actress who's been associated with horror films, um, like just, like kind of like Jamie Lee Curtis is a screen queen because ah. of uh, Halloween. Right, right, right. Um, so I guess Aviva must spend a lot of her time doing like the convention circuit for like spooky things mm-hmm. because she was on Halloween as well um, as Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter for two of the movies. What? Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And then, um, unfortunately, I don't, I really don't understand how this happened, but so she was supposed to, for the next, so she did like four and five. And then I think for Halloween six or like a, another Halloween, she was supposed mm-hmm. to come back as her daughter again. Oh God. Wow. But it was too much money or something. And they forced her to play a different character. Oh, weird. Who's also a part of the narrative, or I guess mm-hmm. is a part of the narrative for that movie. But because it wasn't like a previous character, like Jamie Lee Curtis, they had mm-hmm. to pay her less or something like that. Um, oh, and she wow. agreed to do it and did it and was in it. But it seems, I mean, it's like, it's, oh, and, and um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, it's like one of those weird moments where it's like, you're in the same, like, universe, and you played two different people. Yeah, that, that I mean, that's incredibly confusing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, the funniest thing is that Auntie Jackie does the same thing. Um, so she's Auntie Jackie for this episode. And then in season four through the end, she's like Prue's boss. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. I'm remembering that. Oh, my God. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, that's that like. She just exists that way. <laughs> She's either two people or the same person, and we never talk about it. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I did not remember this, but I was like, I was like, this woman looks so familiar. I wonder what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what it is. She she's familiar. Oh, she. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm sending this to you right now. <laughs> Elise Rothman is her name. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like higher status, but definitely better than Aunt Jackie. And I guess they would have, they're okay with her being like a completely different person because Aunt Jackie was in one episode. Yeah. Um, I sent her on Jackie too. Oh, yeah. There we go. I mean, it's it's literally the mm-hmm. same haircut, but one is like, oh, it's a very similar haircut. They kind of give her layers, you know, in the next one. Um, yeah. But it's so funny mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> it's, it's like, the, she still has a bob, <laughs> and her face is almost exactly the same. <laughs> Pretty much the same. And it turns out that, like, this, the role of Elise Rothman and Auntie Jackie, that's, like, what she's known for. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, probably much more of a lasting impact. I mean, more memorable of a character, maybe? <laughs> uh-huh. Um, apparently, her husband uh, was a casting director or something. Oh. Well, there you go. And, oh, her her husband was a television producer. Okay. So she had some connects. Oh, no, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Nepotism at its finest. Um, so television series he's worked on, James L. Conway, are The Magicians, Aquarius, Supernatural, Smallville, 90210, Charmed, etc., yeah. etc. Well, there it is. So he... He did work on Charmed. Um, okay, yeah. And, and she met him She met him auditioning for a different uh, uh, project. Oh, that's kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, so she she auditioned for a part in a movie called The Boogans, which I've never heard <laughs> of. And she starred in it, apparently. Cool. And, oh yeah, literally she was the star of the movie. It stars Rebecca Balding. And that's how they met. And he was the director. Cool. Well, that's cute. I think that's cute. And you know what? If it gets her to be two characters in one show, maybe that's okay. 
And also, I kind of feel like if there are any directors out there that are single that just, you know, <laughs> want to date me, yeah. I'm, I'm down. I'm down as long as you put me in all your movies and get me my sad card. Yes, yes, that's all. I mean, that's not too much to ask by any means. I mean, and you're engaged, but I feel like you could go on like a coffee date. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. No, I'll do anything to be famous. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there, is there a moral from this episode? I don't, I'm, um, I'm clear. Be nice to aunt Jackie, whoever aunt Jackie is in your life and don't trust mirror demons because how do you know they're not lying to you? This is very true. Don't trust strangers who come from nowhere and promise you the world. This is like, <laughs> this is like uh, every single uh, internet ad with someone that like promises you money um, or like a get rich quick scheme. Yeah. Like they're like, don't worry. Like you just need to take these five steps and then you'll end up changing your life. Yeah. No, th- you can never trust that. Come on. Anybody who's giving you the easy path to anything, honey, there's no easy path to anything. I know. <laughs> don't trust everything that people tell you. I think that's a good that's a good moral because <laughs> you got to be, you got to have an eye to point out when it's not going to be good. <laughs> People don't trust strangers. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Just don't do it. All right. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> oh my God. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just really, I'm really feeling inspired to, like, just tell strangers to buzz off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to use what we've learned to just take a closer look at anything that sounds too good to be true. Anything that's saying you're having a quick path to success, uh, maybe not, because it could be a demon in a mirror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I, the only strangers that I will believe are people with a good IMDb to back it up. something you can look on to and trust something that i can depend on for future paychecks (laughs) (laughs) that's it that's the only thing that i trust i trust imdb which apparently is not all accurate Uh oh i mean it's basically like wikipedia yeah well but wikipedia now i mean i know when we were like kids they were like never use wikipedia because anybody can put anything on there but wikipedia is like thoroughly fact-checked nowadays Mm. so it actually is a pretty good source but imdb i mean hell i guess you can put anything on there who's gonna know i know i know unless it's a really famous person (laughs) um And much like our podcast, if you would all interact with any of the social media that we have, or even listen to the podcast, feel free to let us know, give us some feedback, like us. Yeah, take a listen. Mm -hmm. Take a listen. Let us know what you think. Because we're always looking to make this the best thing possible. Yeah, we are the podcast of shadows on Instagram. And um we recently now have a Facebook page, which is also Podcast of Shadows. Um, I guess I have to create a username or whatever, but I'll get on that, people. But just uh, stick to the Instagram because that's our main form of communication. We we love DMs. Yeah. Reach out. Let us know. Slide in. Slide in, slip in, slosh in, trip, fall, <laughs> in the door down into those DMs and send me something I can I can giggle about, you know? Yes, please. But if you're angry, we may make fun of you on the podcast. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that that was. Uh, oh wait, what was, what was the name of the episode? We like went through the whole thing. Didn't even mention the fourth sister. <laughs> the fourth sister. There's no fourth sister until there's a real fourth sister. So don't pose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, people. See you later. Bye. Bye.